The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome everybody to the KyberCast episode 40, recorded March 10th, Mario Day. Oh yeah, Michael, it's Mario Day. It's Mario Day. Uh, my name is Joe Becker, I'm one of the hosts. The other host is Michael. Michael Diaz, how are you? I'm bigger and bolder and rougher and tougher. I'm happy that we're recording. This seems like number 40 has been a gauntlet to try and get recorded between internet shutdowns, schedules changing, uh, time shifting. We've lost hours this week um, due to some weird antiquated knowledge of the clock, but I'm excited to get going. This is the 40th episode. It Wow, I'm, I'm that 40 episodes that went quick in my head. Like, I feel like that's a lot, but you know, I don't know, it went by quick. It did go. How long have we been? Has it been a year? I mean, I know it's been more well, than a year, right? No, I think we, since you and I began just doing it in earnest, I don't think it's been quite a year. Um, that would be another probably when did Aquaman come out because we saw we started episodes. right around there. Yeah, we did. The only reason I mention it is because. I know we did it every other week, and then we liked it so much we switched to every week. Right, just kind of. Well, so much was happening um, that we just tried to. We just kept doing it, and it started to become a weekly thing. We we sent out. We we started out making this a biweekly, and yeah, hey. Aquaman came out December twenty first, twenty eighteen. So it's been over a year. Yeah, but we well, we recorded, but we didn't release. So well. We had to have enough to give to the public. That's right. And boy, are we giving it to the public. (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. We've got a jam-packed episode today. There's a lot to talk about. There's something that I can't wait to talk about, which is the Clone Wars. Uh, Definitely been really looking forward to talking with that with Michael because I'm really interested in what you're thinking about that. But we've got some, you know, quick hit news that we want to run through. It seems that uh, the one and the only Steven Spielberg is out in Indiana Jones. That's that's weird for me. Yeah, I mean, it was Indiana Jones without George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Well, Lucas is still producer, yes? That's what he always was. But he also, I thought he also wrote the story. Yeah, I mean, write and produce. I mean, is he not doing that this time? I have to admit, I, I'm remiss. I don't know for sure. I would. I assumed, before I heard this news that Spielberg was out, I just assumed George was doing the story as usual and producing, and then mm-hmm. Spielberg was also getting a producing credit and directing credit. Now Spielberg's out, so I don't know. I don't know Indiana Jones without Spielberg, and I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I like it either. Um, but of course, Spielberg did do Crystal Skull. So, did you like that movie? It was directed fine. Was it? Mostly. You know was what? It? Uh, you know, I don't want to throw shade at Spielberg. I, I, I'll throw shade at whoever, buddy. There's no sacred cows. You either just. No, I mean, I, I like. I I like. Um, you know Quentin Tarantino, but I'm gonna. If I don't like it, I don't like it. And if I like it, I like it. I don't care who did it. Um, this could be a, another director could come in with a whole new fire and uh, an idea of what it could be, and it could be great. But um, I, you know, so honestly, I can't say the last time I saw a Spielberg movie and thought, yeah. And is that? Yeah, I don't know. Is that me? Am I getting too old? Is has Spielberg lost his touch? I mean, I remember. When it was announced he was directing Ready Player One, I was like, yes, perfect. Oh, I liked Ready Player One. That didn't I liked it too. I liked it too, but is it Indiana Jones? 
and the Temple of Doom? Is it Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Is it E.T.? Is it Jaws? I'm also, again, I'm not that age. So it's really hard. I don't, you know, we always, we get into that. You're not going to feel that stuff again. But that's bullshit. Because I have felt that. Yeah, Rogue One, which not Spielberg at all. If you, saw Rogue, if you saw Rogue One as a 12-year-old, you wouldn't like it. There's you no wouldn't. way to know. There's no way to know. Right, right. So you wouldn't like it. I'm telling you, you wouldn't. You can't tell me that. There's no way to know. It's not a fun movie. It's fun because you and I like it. It's fun, but I don't think it's like Star Wars fun. My 10-year-old nephew loves it. Does he? All right, well. Yes. All right. I, don't, I don't know where it get stands in his get pantheon. Him. Let's get him on the show. Let's see where. Let's see where. <laughs> We're going to get a special guest star with Michael's nephew. <laughs> Why not? I don't mind. Hey, they're they're probably, he's probably a lot more honest, or not honest, but forthright than anybody else would be. Why not? So you think it's James Mangold? Has that been That's been the rumor. Nothing's been confirmed, but that's been the rumor going on now in the last week and two or weeks. We well, I got to tell you. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I got to tell you, if it is him, I mean, Logan and Ford versus Ferrari, some of my two favorite movies in the last five years. Those are good movies. But he also did The Wolverine. Yeah, but Logan, Logan's great. Oh, no question. Logan's great. I mean, it was a story. I mean, I could spend all kinds of time on how great a movie it is. But yes, it was the Wolverine movie that we finally, that we deserved and finally got. And... I don't know if you've seen Ford versus Ferrari, but that's a great movie too. Oh, well, again, Oscar buzz. It was it was nominated, wasn't not? So mm-hmm. I don't I don't deny he's talented. I mean, it, but and the Wolverine was okay. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. It was fine. I mean, it's it let's, fine. Let's put yeah. it, it's it's fine. It's yeah. way better than X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh god, yeah, for it, sure. It, for sure, it's better than any of the last three X Men movie, really. Not coming. Well, um, Days of Future Past was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I did like that movie. I don't know if I like it better than Wolverine. I don't know. The Wolverine's the one where he's back in Japan, right? Yes. Yeah, I liked that movie. I liked it. It I had a little it, bit of. It had the big monster at the end, which I don't really particularly like that kind of ending. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that to say, I mean, obviously Spielberg. You know, we grew up on Spielberg. You know, he's yep. he's our cinematic dad, if you will, in many ways. Because he helped bring us so many things that we love now today. Mm-hmm. But Spielberg is not faultless. I mean, I don't know. He's just, he's changed. He's not the director he was. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But really, his bread and butter right now, what his passions are, are the smaller films like War Horse. Yeah, I think that's good, though. Let him do those. No, I have no problem with that. I mean, I saw War Horse. Mind you, I had free tickets to go see it. But it was good. It had all the right notes. It was sad. It was was very emotional. I mean, Spielberg knows how to pull a tug on your heartstrings, that's for sure. So, You know, I'm more worried about the story. Give me a good story. Like, I didn't mind the premise of um, Crystal Skull. You know, I've no aliens doesn't scare me. It doesn't bother me any more than a god story. You know, a, a religious story. So that didn't bother me. I, it's, that wasn't what it was. It just, it just didn't feel right. I don't know what why it didn't. I mean, neither yeah, do I. I, and I can't put my finger on it either because you're right. You know, it captured the moment well. Mm-hmm. In that, I mean, Indiana Jones has always been pulpy. You know, having the Nazis of the bad guys, and you know. One and three makes mm-hmm. sense. You know, changing it to the 50s, making it the Red Scare and the Russians. It all makes sense. You know, in nuclear testing, so many things kind of fit. And right. being that pulp sci-fi was the big thing back in mm-hmm. the 50s, you know, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, that kind yeah. of stuff. Making them, you know, aliens or intergalactic voyagers, it makes sense. It kind of fits. But I, I don't know. Maybe, like I said... I'd like to say maybe it's just because I'm older, but then again, younger audiences didn't really get into it either. So no, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't know. I think the one thing with the Indiana, Indiana Jones series is that you can 
play a little, you, you can be a little more adult and like that. It's not fantasy, like space fantasy. It is grounded in here. So you don't have to like, you know, pretend of a new or build a whole new world. Right. So it's, it's not that kind of thing. It's, it's throwback. Um, I think any, any age would love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, it was so, scary when I was a kid. Right. It was great. Watch the end. It's scary. I mean, those were some years. Empire Strikes Back and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Not, oh, my gosh. Those were great, great years of seeing films. So I like to say, I mean, is, ja- is James Mangold the one to kind of reinvigorate the series? Because I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Jurassic Park, the first one that came out way back in, what, 1993? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Jurassic Park mm-hmm. 2, The Lost World. Yeah, everyone went to go see it, but was it really that good? No. No. Jurassic Park three, I think, was directed by David Cope, maybe. Did did so? I'm. I thought Spielberg directed the first Jurassic Park that came out. He did. Oh, okay. I thought you said. Well, I'm, saying, well, I'm sorry. The point I'm trying to make is Spielberg directed Jurassic Park one, Jurassic Park two. Then I think it was David Cope, and I could be wrong. Directed Jurassic Park three, and then Colin Trevorrow comes along, and I admit, I some people really disliked it, but. A lot of people paid money to see it. I really actually thought Jurassic World, the first one, was fantastic. I so, thought it was okay, not fantastic. I, it, I it, did, it, it did nothing. Well, I don't want to get into that discussion with anybody, but it did nothing new. Period. And see, period, I, full stop. I was scared again because the new Indominus Rex that scared me again. It was. It would. It scared me in new ways. Like why it was kind of like a chameleon and stuff. Anyhow, not to get too. The point I'm making is mm-hmm. sometimes you bring in a new director and you give an injection, a new lifeblood to a series. Is James Mangold that for Indiana Jones? Maybe. What do you think? If he makes a movie that doesn't do anything new and does what I guess he did with Jurassic World, it'll be okay. But no, then no. I would, Colin I would... Trevorrow did Jurassic World. I'm just saying. Sorry. James Mangold, now that we've seen him do Logan, now that we've seen him do Ford versus Ferrari, is he the right one? If he does something new, is he the right one to... Maybe. I guess that's what it comes down to, if he does something new. Yeah, I mean, he has every shot. He's done good work. So, yes. Um, I'm sure you're happy it's not J.J. Abrams. Don't don't even get me started. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done with J.J. Done forever. Yes. All right. Well, let's move on. So, We've got a lot to talk about. So, A little snippet here, uh, Wildcats. If you read comics and have read comics the last 10, 15, 20 years like I have, uh, Wildstorm was an awesome brand, an offshoot of DC. It was its own universe. Uh, the DC died years ago. Or not DC. Wildstorm universe died years ago. And DC tried to make an attempt to bring it back. They did a 12-part maxi-series called The Wildstorm. Had you know, a celebrity writer, Warren Ellis, who's now making all the money writing and producing the Castlevania show on Netflix. So have you watched I, I, I want to stop you. Have you watched it? Because I haven't watched it yet. Is that good? I haven't watched it, but with the pedigree, the fact that it's getting such rave reviews. Yeah. And I also, let me throw this out there. If you get a chance, subscribe to Warren Ellis's newsletter because he is smarter than you. And he posts some really <laughs> brain. I'm serious. Not smart. No, I don't mean you, Joe. I mean oh. the general you out there. <laughs> Sorry. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, no, I smarter really than you. Pissed him off somewhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's got this newsletter, and he just he expands your mind. I mean, that sounds so '60s and so trippy, but the guy is smart, and the things he's thinking of, and about story, and and he was going to be the writer of this comic. Well, here's the thing. Yes. Okay. He so there was a Wildstorm universe. It died years ago. He was he was one of the architects of the Wildstorm universe. They tried to bring it back. So he did a twelve issue series called The Wildstorm, and this was spinning off of it. It was supposed to come out last year. It was going to be a comic book superhero team called Wildcats, which again was a rebirth of a team from 10, 15, 20 years ago. And there was some holdup with the artist. And the way Warren Ellis puts it is uh, the book's canceled. The artist that the artist didn't want to draw it after all, and no replacement was found. Now the artist went online as well. He can kind of complained and said, "Well, 
It's not that I didn't want to draw it. Anyhow, there was some back and forth. The simple fact of the matter is, the 12-issue Wildstorm series that was supposed to kick off and reboot the entire universe, it didn't catch fire. It, it did not sell like hotcakes. I have them all in trade, and I loved it. But, apparently, I was one of the few. So, there wasn't enough interest, and when they couldn't find a new artist, they're like, yeah, we'll just kill the book then. So, for those of you out there that love the Wildstorm universe and was hoping it'd make a comeback, it has again died. So, I just wanted to say that. It's bum. It's a bummer for those of us that loved it. Well, I'm sorry for you. I mean, when I first saw it in the in the show notes, I thought, oh, they're remaking the Goldie Hawn movie? So... <laughs> that's where i was no. so wow. apologize to all of our hey, listeners for that wesley but, uh, snipes and woody harrelson are in there i know huge movie huge i liked that movie that came out actually and, and, you know it's not a terrible movie no it's, 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 it's even, actually pretty decent not bad speaking of movies yeah let's get in some nitty-gritty here let's go for it I'll let you... Uh, so the Batman. Listen. Yeah. The new Batmobile came out last week. I'm sure everyone's seen it already. Uh, if not, check our Twitter feed and or our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I'll link to it. There's pictures of it out there. What do you think, Joe? So I like it. Um, it's clearly... They're taking a little bit of a nod to the 60s show where they took a Dodge Cornet and rebuilt the Batmobile. This looks like a Dodge Challenger that they've rebuilt, or at least as the inspiration of of the batmobile so to me um i'm excited i like kind of like that this direction is not it's a little more uh from what i've read that's a little more um what do you call it uh detective oriented it's kind of a person building doing this on his own not necessarily having a fox you know help him with you know just basically throwing it over to some scientists or something to make it, and then it shows up for him. I feel like this version is going to be him that's creating this. You know, maybe a little more t- a la Tony Stark, maybe. I don't know. Um, I could see that. I could see so that. So I'm kind of, I hope that's the, where they're going with that. Um, so I'm kind of digging it. I'm digging it, personally. I think it looks sweet, and I agree with you. And It looks like it's based on a Dodge Challenger as well, probably in 1970 give or take obviously some mods because there's a massive engine in the back which obviously the standard dodge challenge does not have um it looks cool um i i like the thing in a different direction because obviously the the keaton movies uh you know had their iconic batmobile and then then he had schumacher come in with his overly lit neon batmobile which whatever and then, um, obviously, Bale with the Tumblr. And then, it, you know, they kind of follow the kind of same format. Not necessarily the Tumblr, but with the uh, with Affleck. Obviously, his was a very weaponized, militaristic type vehicle as well. Right. I mean, it looks sweet, but when it comes down to it, I, I don't think... I don't think, for me personally, they can top the Tumblr. That's my favorite Batmobile of all time. And... It's gonna. It really have to be something. Some really something spectacular. Well, take my I think it's a me. different take. I think to me, it's a simplification of the character. So I can see that and streamlining of the character from the cowl to the, you know, to the the car. Um, you know, to me, it's. I'm, I'm digging it. I, w- I want to see something different. I don't need to see another tank thing. I don't need to see like let's 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 do something different. I mean, how much if you're gonna do Batman over again, then. Do it in a spot where it's his intellect. Like, I think we have not seen that in in any of the Batman movies. Like, I never thought particularly that, you know, um, the, you know, Batman Begins and in Dark Knight and that Christian Bale's Batman was heady, like super smart. I, I, no, not super smart. He was smart, no. but not like, you know, Stark smart, I he guess. Was- Part of Batman is not only is he a crime fighter, but he's supposed to be one of the world's greatest detectives. Right. And we didn't see that in the Nolan films. Right. So do you look forward to seeing this in this particular story of him being more detective, or do you like the 
I guess more of the brutal, not brutal, but bro, <laughs> bro, Batman. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call no. I mean, Ben Affleck may be a bro Batman. I mean, he did kill people, which whatever. Um, you know, again, I like the first two, um, you know, Keaton films. I thought they were fantastic. They did allude a little bit in that first film to him being a detective because he did figure out the different combination of chemicals and, you know, hygiene products that would cause the Joker right. serum to happen and kill people and smile, right. blah, blah, blah. So there was a little bit of allusion to that, but you're right. We haven't really see, fully seen that come out. Right. I would like to see that. So if they do that with this film, I'd, I'd be very much into it. But we didn't see it in Nolan. We definitely didn't see it with Schumacher. And with Affleck's Batman, I mean, whatever. Let's just move on from that. <laughs> well, luckily he's not involved at all. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it looks cool. I think the art direction looks cool. Um, but speaking yeah. of Christian Bale. That's right. That's a segue, Joe. That is a segue. You are <laughs> so good. At, you should be in radio. You get you got a face for radio, Michael. You should keep going. I do have a face for radio, just like Christopher Cross. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, speaking of Christian Bale, who do you think, think is going to play? Who do you think well, is going to play? Well, we didn't play? say what in what. Well, it appears that Christian Bale is going to be in Thor: Love and Thunder, some baddie possibly. That's what Tessa Thompson says. And seeing as she's in the film, and most likely the queen of Asgard at this point. Right. I think she knows what she's talking about. Who I haven't heard who they could be, who he could be. Cause it's going to be like, I have no idea what they're going to do with this film. I really don't. Cause Asgard is gone. New Asgard is in what? In Norway or something like that. Or it doesn't make sense. Is it mm-hmm. Holland? Anyway, new Asgard is somewhere on earth now. And it's a village. I didn't really say in, 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 uh, Endgame, did it? No, it didn't. I mean, they're Norse gods, so somewhere around Sweden, Norway, around that area, it's got to be. It was obviously on the coast. Would have been funnier if they chose Hawaii. Like, why would we go where it's cold? (laughs) Yeah, because Asgard itself didn't look cold. It looked pretty sweet. No, No. well, no, frost giants, you know. But that was, that's Jotunheim. I know. Anyway, point is, she would be the one to know. Christian Bale's going to be a bad guy. We don't know who, but it's Christian Bale. Has he done anything bad? Well, yes, he has. I mean, Terminator Salvation. But that's not his fault. <laughs> oh, you mean as an actor? I mean, he acts just fine. I'm just he's saying. He's not bad at it, yeah. He's, just, you know, he's never been a bad actor. It's just some of his film roles have not been great. And the films themselves. So there are some rumors uh, from the set of the Loki show and the Loki series that uh, uh, that uh, what is it saying here? I'm reading. Sorry, uh, listeners, that Bale could be Dario Agar, aka Minotaur. And I don't. Okay. I, I got to be fair. I don't really know a lot of Thor bad guys and lore, um, as I probably I should. Know, I know some of the big baddies, but that one doesn't come to mind. So. Listeners, if you're a Thor aspect or Thor aspect, if you're a Thor expert, tell us on Twitter when we post this episode. You tell us who is this Minotaur guy and what are we? Why? Why should we care? What's do? What's the big deal? Right. Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Just let us know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, it's good to have another uh, actor of that caliber in the film. I mean, I think you know, it, it's it's really cool. They're finding people to embrace I guess you would say comic movies I mean if there's something interesting and I think he wouldn't do something just to do it he's already done Batman like why would he go back to comics unless something was interesting in the role I would think yeah DC apparently backed up the money truck and tried to get him come back for Batman versus Superman like please come back here's all the money and he said no because he he wasn't interested in the role he said what he had to say in the role and he was done so him coming back to do a Marvel film now? I mean, the way I'm looking at it is like this. Marvel has shown that not only are they commercially successful, 
they're telling intriguing stories within the MCU. I mean, everyone who's anyone is now going to be in a Marvel film. I mean, when are we going to see De Niro or Pacino? Right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm half joking. When Scorsese directs it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it's never going to happen. No, it won't. But anyway, yeah. Scorsese, he'll probably get coronavirus anyways. Oh, wow. That's some shade. Joe just no, went I, dark. I, you know, just, just throwing it out there. It is the... That seems like the... That yeah, is, well, let's not talk about that. Black um, humor. Speaking about the Black Widow... <clears throat> that's another segue. Yeah, though. dark. That's not a good one. You can try all you want. I'm, I'm reaching. I'm reaching. So, yes... There is one last preview, the final trailer for the Black Widow that really kind of... Do you think it gave away too much, Michael, about where it's going to go? Because you kind of know how it's going to end, really. Do we? Sure, she lives. Well, yeah, we know that. You know what? I Obviously, they've hinted at him very little in the first trailer. Got a little more of a taste to him in the second one or so. But this last third trailer or fourth or whatever it is was almost they should just call it the Taskmaster trailer because right. it was all about him. He's badass. I mean there are some cool things. I mean this is the second time we've seen him now use a shield and you know that gives me goosebumps because you know his whole deal with being able he's got that didactic and muscle memory weird power where if he sees it he can do it. Right. So seeing him do the Captain America stance and shield throw is cool but did you see when a clause came out and he did the he completely the, did the black panther yeah it looks like he's watching it from uh news footage yeah there's a quick there's a quick scene where he's watching news footage from probably the uh black not the black panther movie was it civil, civil, war. civil war yeah so you got to see everybody you know she'd like to see him uh he can mimic the Hulk. <laughs> sure, shit can't beat him. No, so, no, no. He can mimic. He can mimic the moves and whatnot. But he, no, that's what's funny. It's like all she had to do was call Bruce, like, "Come help me." Right. <laughs> It'd be like Taskmaster would be nothing. <laughs> true. True. That's my that's my first flaw of the film already. It's like you know, uh, Bruce, I need your help with this dude. Just come and like turn to the Hulk, grab him, done. He can't, though. This is a prequel, remember? Hulk was uh, on that other uh, the other planet with Thor. Oh, right. Is it the same time frame? Yeah. Because Hulk did not come back until Infinity War. And she was already, she was already on the run by then. true so are you so, more excited I, I, I gotta admit i was a little more excited after seeing this preview but i think it gave away a little bit too much uh but i was in a weird spot with this movie i'm now i'm a little more excited to see it i like the family dynamic showing through a little more um, so do i so do i um i'm gonna shock you i agree with you wow i when that said i've been excited since the first trailer so every every subsequent trailer, I've been like, yes, yes, yes. So the fact that you're happier now makes me happy. But I've well, I've been there the whole time. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think this is going to be one of the best Marvel films, but I think it's going to be enjoyable. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's I think it'll so be better than Ant Man and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I love Ant-Man. I love that whole comedic version. I, I like the light side of it. I like it. It's gonna. It, Ant-Man is one of my favorite of all of them because it's oh. so small. It's so small. It's such. It's a father and his daughter. It's a different. It's you know not only from Scott Lang's perspective, but also from um, Hank Pym's perspective. It's another father daughter. Like there's a lot of fun. There's good stuff in that movie. I'll give you that. And I'll even say I like Ant-Man more than I like the Age of Ultron. So I oh, have to go through yeah. my rankings again. But 
I'm not saying that Ant-Man is the bottom by any means. I mean, I think the worst... Well, the worst is probably the Incredible Hulk, which was still not that bad. Yeah, it's tough for me to even include it. I know it's included, but it's tough for me to include that one. But you're right. You might be right on that one. So I think it'll be fun and it'll be enjoyable. I, let's put it this way. I didn't really know anything about Captain Marvel. Didn't really care about her. And I like that movie way, way, way more than I thought I would. So... Yeah, and people can listen to that podcast. We have yes, look it up. This brings us to a couple of deeper talks. Uh, let's finish up Picard. Let's start with Picard uh, before we get into all the Star Wars stuff. Um, episode 7, good episode. Um, so far, I mean, the series is just getting good. I feel like it's just hasn't revved up perfectly yet, though, as we talked before. like I, I'm still waiting for something, and I don't know what. Like It was a great episode to watch with... You know, going back to um, number number one, what's his name? William Riker. William Riker. God, I always forget his name. William that T. Was Riker. A good episode. It was a good episode. Uh, they have a daughter, which is interesting. Um, what do you think? You're, you're the Trek guy. I got to let you you begin. Here's the thing. I think you're liking this series more than I am. Oh, really? Probably, because I have no expectation. <laughs> well, and maybe you're right there. Maybe maybe that is part of my downfall that I go in with expectations, because I think we both know I really, really enjoyed Discovery, and I expected to hate it. So I ended up loving Discovery. This, but Discovery, you know, eventually felt like more like a Trek show. You know, there's a lot of techno babble and adventures and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. This is a completely different Trek show. It's not very episodic. It's telling one story in ten parts. Right, long movie. Yeah. So I don't know. It seems to make shortcuts at times. Like the whole Riker and um Riker and Troy's daughter bonding in less than like an hour with Soli. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, so I'm sorry, Soji, my bad. Um, it didn't. Uh, something about it just didn't ring true. And that whole thing where again, what was her name? Kestra, I think her name mm-hmm. was. Yep. Uh, talking to Soji before you know, Soji, Soji wakes up the morning they're going to leave, and Kestra's just staring at her, and she's like, "I'm going to miss you. Well, I'm going to miss you too." And then, you know, I have my parents, and they help me get through what I went through, and. You can have Picard, and he can have you, and I don't know. That whole bit just didn't didn't resonate with me. I just it didn't grab me. I mean, it didn't feel real. I don't know. What do you think? It felt rushed, but you know, those kind of things I usually forgive on TV shows. Um, but I, I I can't argue with you there. I'm just I just you know, now I want to see. And I don't quite know what what I want to see, other than there's three episodes left that I'm not quite sure they even got anywhere yet. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It, that's it feels all. like, yeah, I mean, we're seven episodes in, and we're kind of still waiting for stuff to happen. I will tell you this, in comparison to The Mandalorian, The Mandalorian did a much better job each episode story-wise in 30 minutes than this sometimes does in 60. I, I can't disagree with you. I can't. I mean, I mean, you know, listen to our reviews, listeners, but we all know that I did not give every episode of The Mandalorian an A+. No. There were some B episodes and B-plus sure. episodes. Absolutely. But as a whole, I think the story got stronger as the series progressed and you saw how everything tied together. And, you, I mean, they were putting pieces onto the onto the, you know, on the battleground or the playing field or whatever you want to call it. And they all kind of synced up and it all culminated in the last episode or two. Right. I, I just feel like in Mandalorian, they took 30 minutes and it made 30 minutes feel like 60 in a good way. Like all this stuff happened. Yeah. Every, um, every episode of the Mandalorian, it finished like, no, I wanted more. Right. Um, and this is a little slower and it's fine. I'm fine with slow to- storytelling, but I just feel like they haven't, there's some beats they could have hit quicker without losing any of the the storytelling. 
That's all. I don't know exactly which ones. I'd have to go back to each episode and point out to everybody where and what. Um, but basically, this whole series is about what Soji is and who made her and why they, you know, why are they going after synthetics and what's going on. Yeah, and maybe that's part of the problem because why should we care who she is? Well, they made us tied to data, right? Data, sorry. You're fine. Yeah, um, I get that. But that's about it. Right? right. That's the, that's the heartstrings you're pulling on from a Star Trek fan point of view. Like, oh, it's Data's um, Data 2.0 or Offspring or whatever you want to call it. Right. I think the thing that has me most excited about this series now is not necessarily the next three episodes. I mean, I'm, I'm still locked in. I still, oh, for sure. I still go, you know, Thursday I get home from work, the first thing I want to do is watch the latest episode. So I'm enjoying it. I can tell you that. It's not It's not a struggle. I don't have to force myself. But that said, it's not... I mean, if I look at the shows I've watched this last year, I mean, Discovery's better, in my opinion. It was more enjoyable. Uh, the Boys it was probably one of the best shows I watched this year. Right. It's just... It's not up there. I'm enjoying it, but it's not... I don't know. It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich instead of a steak sandwich. How does that go? Right. So, I mean, but you're the, like, and this is me, I'm the Trekkie, so maybe I don't know if I'm supposed to be loving it more, but you, I think you're liking it more than I am. Probably. I mean, there's, I, I, I'm digging Rios, Captain Rio. Uh, is he a captain? I don't know what he is, but yeah, he, owns he, the well, ship. he owns the ship, so he's captain, right? He's fun. Yeah. He's kind of interesting. He, I, I, you know, I think he knows, he knows how to play people really well. Put it that way. He, he knows how to play each character and what he wants out of them. And He's I liked, the uh, uh, a little different, but yeah. Um, but I also like the Legolas character, which yeah, I, don't know, I still don't remember his name. <laughs> the hell's his name? Uh, I just had it on the tip of my tongue, but it uh, doesn't matter. He is Legolas. <laughs> yeah. So... No, he, he's been yeah, fun, but I, I, I also with him though. I mean, they had his episode, which was what episode four, something like that. And you hear his story, and for some reason, he's the kid that Picard likes for what you know. Even though Picard has a history of not liking children, right? And he's the one that he likes. And Elnor, then, sorry, I was looking at right, it. which is a very elf-like name. It, it is totally an elf name. And then he comes on board, but. He, they haven't done much with him, you know. I, I no, think he's wasting, a badass. They're yeah. wasting that character. I think so too. I think so too. And maybe that's it. Like, and now, so you know, spoiler alert, everyone. We're we're talking about this episode in depth. So they brought back Hugh just to kill him off already by episode seven, and he didn't even show up till what episode three, four, right, right. And he's a throwback to you know an episode 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I don't know. It sounds like I'm really shit and talking it, and I, I think I know it's not really the topic of this podcast. But I did send you that well, link to two guys that shit talk the episode. Did you watch any of that? No, 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 not yet. Well, when you do, it's it's kind of funny because they are Star Trek fans, but they're they should talk it pretty well. It's it's funny. Just you know, do you remember when Star Trek had episodes like every episode something happened, <laughs> stuff like that. Well, I'm digging the series. I, I just hope that 8, 9, and 10 be, take us somewhere. And I think, obviously, they're going to end it in a way where if they need a season, they they want a season two, right? They're not going to do a season one without a two. And I'm sure he signed on for two to three seasons. Oh, season two was uh, greenlit before the okay. first episode premiered. Okay, so there you go. I mean, it's got to leave something. But they have to end, like, they're going to, are they going to end this series? Like, so that's who started it, whether it's, you know, Romulans plus the... <laughs> the Federation or whatever, like uncover the secret. Now, what does he do? How does he get the person out of power or whatever? This is what I was starting to say. And I, I kind of went off on a tangent, like I'm wanting to do, but the thing that most excites me about this series is that there have been a lot of illusions, especially within this last episode, when we see that the Siths or not Siths, <laughs> <laughs> Synths, got to add an N in there. Um, the Synth Apocalypse if you slow down some of the pictures that was, you know, transferred from the um, Commodore to Dr. Pukes a lot, um, 
if you if you look at some of those scenes and slow it down, you see some of the explosions and stuff are almost identical to what we saw in Discovery when they were seeing visions of an apocalyptic future because of right. control. Yeah, I mean, it could be a convergence, like we said. That, that would be interesting. So I'm thinking that somehow Picard Season 1 ends pointing back to Season 3, or pointing onward to Discovery Season 3. And if they tie him in like that, then yes. And he'll become captain of the Discovery? No, 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 not that. No, no, no. I don't think he's going to go in the future another 800 years and turn up with Discovery. But I think I think somehow control that AI that we saw in Discovery Season 2, something to do with AI or something to do with synth is going to be tied into this series. That's my guess, and that's what has me most excited right now. Hmm. Could be cool. Could could be cool. We'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes and where it ends. Characters are good in it. Um, just need to. They need to do something a little more. I don't know. I don't know yet. Don't know. If I had the answer, I'd say it. Normally, I would have an answer of what what they could fix, but I think they need to. They need to push. They need to push the narrative quicker. Something's got to happen. It's like when you're at home and you make yourself a new recipe and you taste it and you're like, it's missing something, but what? That's how I feel about Picard. I yeah, don't maybe. Know what it's missing. But I like the show. So, oh, I'm again, here. My, my expectations are different than yours. And that's fine. So, I don't know. So, let's they talk about animate. They need to get more animated in the show. That I can speaking, say about speaking, that. speaking of animation, Segway. <laughs> How shitty is that? It's like the worst. That was was that worse than mine? Either way, this episode oh, yeah. all about the terrible segways. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> so what I'm excited about, as everyone who listens probably should know, is the Clone Wars has been released. Three episodes in, they basically have completed an arc of three episodes is typically how Filoni writes these things. Uh, three episode arcs. Sometimes, sometimes you get a one-off in between. I, I'm surprised if they will do a one-off um, with only what 12 episodes or whatever they're going to do. Um, so far I'm digging it. I think really, really fun. I, I I'm interested in your thoughts about it. I, th- I really enjoy the animation style. I really enjoy the way they, they pull things together. If you, if I, you can continue star Wars this way for me and I'd probably be, be okay. The way that the animation works, but I know it's very, very hard and it's very time consuming and expensive to do the animations that they're doing. But even with these three, if you, when you go back and hopefully you watch the other ones, you'll see where they've come from and how they started the show and where they're at now, because some of the shots are so fluid and camera shots from ships that fly in and you fly in with it. And, some of the camera things are just amazing Te- from a technical point of view, regardless of story. Uh, but so far, the, to me, the story has been great because, you know, you, you really get into the heart of the clones in these three episodes. You see the Bad Batch come come around that were, you know, in, I guess, not incomplete, but uh, flawed clones or altered clones to, you know, enhance what, Certain abilities Certain or abilities, aspects, yes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it was a nice little kind of band of brothers little nod. There's a lot of nods to a lot of things out there in in, in these episodes. But what, what's your thoughts? You, these are the first three you've seen. You don't really, you haven't watched any of the other ones. So you don't know who, what, or where. We talked a little bit the last time, but now you're three episodes in. You've watched it, and I'm curious as to what you what you're thinking. I really liked them. I really liked them a lot. And I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. Not that I like them, but that I watched the Clone World. Or I, I watched the Clone Wars. I watched the show when it was on Netflix. Okay. Years ago. And I don't know when I dropped off. I got at least a good couple, maybe three seasons into it. Oh, okay. Then you're so, Ahsoka and everything then. Okay, you're good. Yeah, yeah of course. So I don't, I, I don't even know if I made it to the fourth season. I know. 
Because what was the the bonus season on Netflix? They made a big deal. Was it season six that was bonus or what? Well, six was half done. It was done, but then then they finished it, and that's where this one comes in. So six seasons. Okay. Because right, because there was one because it was on Disney, and then like I said, when it went to Netflix, they got another season, right? Well, that stuff was in the can, but not totally finished, and they kind of cleaned them up and put them out there, but they weren't perfect. Gotcha. So I, I don't really know when I stopped, and I, I you know, like I can go back and try and figure it out, but I, eh, somewhere two, three ish, maybe four. So I know a fair amount of the stuff that went on, and I know the clones all, you know, because they don't necessarily have names or didn't well, they name themselves, names. but yeah, right, exactly. Um, so going into this, I was like, I'm going to be completely lost because I haven't watched in X number of seasons, but. I really just jumped right back in. I already know who Captain Rex was. Right. He was a star from way back then. So I knew he was. I don't remember Echo. I don't know if I met Echo before or not. But I didn't really need to know that. All I knew is that he was important to Rex. And he was someone that he left, that he thought was dead. And now we didn't know. And maybe he's not. Right. Spoiler alerts. So it was a good picking up point for me because of what is it? The uh, task force 99 or whatever they were called the bad batch. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a start. I mean, it all started at a good jumping on point. So I'm sure like you knowing the six previous seasons, you saw a lot of more of the callbacks and references, but even without knowing all that, I knew enough with Rex, but I, I enjoyed it. There was no reason. I mean, I'm sure it would enhance, enhance things if I knew everything that came before. But I didn't need to. And I really enjoyed the episodes. I can't wait to what's coming up. I mean, well, getting... What's coming get, up? Well, there's a lot of... There's Maul and Ahsoka will have a encounter. Um, oh, yeah. In the previews, didn't we see something like a bunch of... Uh, it's a special division of the 501st or something that has helmets painted like her Twilight Tales. Right. Right. Whatever. I, I know there's a term for them, and I know you know it, but I don't know it. I um, Yeah. I know you're talking about Right. Things. But, well, what did you, so did, did you, did you like the idea of when they, they, they kind of pulled this kind of matrix move? So basically the first, the arc of the first three year, um, they they're going to save their friend Echo, and they find that they're using him to to learn. They're basically using him as an algorithm to defeat the clones because they learn how the clones think, and that's from the Techno Union, uh, which is if you've seen Attack of the Clones, you know who that the guy who kind of dials when he talks. He's like a half robot male, goofy thing. Um, but he they're using. Echo is kind of a plugged in, like like a Matrix kind of thing, where they're using his mind to defeat other clones, and they and they had to get him um, unplugged. So, yeah, it's just a just a very in depth form of military intelligence. Mm-hmm. And they're using his knowledge, yes, like the cat. They call it the algorithm, yeah, to figure out their tactics and be and defeat the clone army. I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a good rescue story. I liked each of the individual members of the uh, Bad Batch. Um, the only thing I had a question on, and I don't think you can answer this because it seemed to be all new, but why were their battle droids all very vertical? You know what I mean? I mean, uh, the, the, the battle droids that were in this in these last three episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw normal battle droids, but then when we went to this other part of the world and where everything was up in the sky, they had these flying battle droids, right? Right. And wings. They yep. still talked like the traditional battle droids were used right. to, but their heads were different and everything was vertical. Their arms, instead of bending outward, bent straight up. Yeah. They're different. Honestly, they're different because they can, right? And it's animation and they can push it. Right, so, so have, I, my question is: Have we seen this type of battle droid before, or is this new to this these episodes? I think they're new, and I could be wrong, and anybody can can call me on that. But I don't remember recalling 
pedal droids like that, but I could definitely. It's been a while since I've seen every episode, though. So, but I don't I'm familiar. I mean, I'm familiar with the traditional battle droids we saw in the movies. I'm obviously familiar with the super battle droids we saw those both in the first two episodes, but then or first episode or two, and then uh, then we saw these other battle droids, which, like I said, they still talk and act like the battle droids we know, but they're just different. I just. If they're the first time we've seen them, that's fine. And that's right. It is what it is. But this episode also had a very Avatar type feel to me. Yeah. Well, they went to that planet and sure. And they made friends with a very tall uh, creature that, that rode flying things, right? Yes. Yeah, like the little dragon like things. I mean, mm-hmm. they were, you know, there's even the line that he's impressed that you were able to tame them. Yeah. Definitely a huge. Huge Very much a good job to Avatar there. Which they should never do that. <laughs> oh, it's funny how much you hate Avatar. It's just meh. I know, I know, I know, I know. But all I have to say, I, I liked it. I like the interplay between the characters. Um, if this is, you know, if this is what Filoni is known for and why people love him so much, I get it. And I'm enjoying it. I think I made a, a joking comment to you last week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not as deep and it's not supposed to be, but I enjoyed these three episodes more than I enjoyed The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's a pretty bold statement. No, it's not. I think it is. Yeah, because you, you actually like that movie. And I'm my perception of it is diminishing on the day. Yeah, well, you planned on that since day one. No, but no, we didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> we can go back. You you had no you had no illusions. You you weren't going to go into that. Uh, you you went into that movie knowing you weren't going to like it and said change my mind before you went in there. I was open to my mind being changed, and now that but the, you, more, you, the more I get away from it, the more changed, I dislike but it. You went, but you went into the movie and thinking change my mind that it's going to be good. You went into it thinking it's going to be bad. But I, I did that with other movies. I, I went in sure. thinking X3 was going to be complete and total shit. So even though it was directed by Brent Ratner, who's a hack, I actually enjoyed X3 back in the day. It's it's not great. It's definitely not one of the better X-Men movies, but I wasn't expecting complete shit and was pleasantly surprised when it wasn't. Right. So... I didn't go in. Maybe I should have gone in thinking Rise of Skywalker was going to be complete shit because then maybe I would have enjoyed it more. But all I'm saying is if you need to, bring Filoni in and let him do a lot more of the architect type of oh, thing yeah. he does with the whole I'm, Star Wars universe. Because I'm that. I really enjoy this. Me too. And listen, it's three episodes in. It's, you know. 90 minutes we've got a whole new set of four cool awesome clone um fighters that will probably play a part in the rest of the series i i would think otherwise why 100 going to die well yeah they i'm um, well we don't know that uh one or two may not because rex is still alive no i'm talking about the so. one the bad batch we don't know if they'll all die we'll see um, I got money. I, in fact, I thought for sure when that giant pod-like robot that looked like something out of uh, War of the Worlds. Those are scary, man. Those things they were, were scary. They were, when it came like, down yeah. onto yeah. Wrecker, was that his name? Yeah. I thought, he's dead. That's yeah. it. He He's dead. But he's strong. He is strong. So, no, I enjoyed him. But this is a little bit where you can still see that, it, I mean, it's still kind of geared towards kids because how simplistic absolutely i mean wrecker yeah. hunter yeah. tech i mean literally his name is just tech yeah and yeah. What, what was his name um crosshair something like that you've got it i think but you're right i mean it is for kids it's fine it's the way it is it is a little bit too simplistic with the names but okay well, what's your thought? Like, you give me your thought. Like, you you watch animation. What is, what is your thought on the technique? Uh, it, it's it's distinctive. I, I mean, they went with a style that's very angular with squared off jaws. You know, when, back when this premiered, what twelve years ago? 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's for the humans. Mm-hmm. And they have a they have a look and feel. Sometimes I, I gotta say, sometimes if without when there's no people in it and they show a ship or something, I'm like, wow, is that film? Like, like it's so it, it rides the line of like what you might see in a movie. No, I, I I'll tell you that yes, their their designs of the different tech and robots is fantastic. Um, I was perplexed by the new battle droids, but wasn't against them. I was just like, what's going on here? Why are they so different? And it was never referenced. No one said, oh, these battle droids are different because they're from here. And I almost kind of expected that just because it is so kid-friendly, but they never mentioned it. That's why I thought maybe they've shown up before and I just don't know what I'm seeing. So, but I enjoyed them. I thought they were neat. I thought that they when they sprouted the wings and took off, I'm like, that's different. Okay. And then they showed the giant tripods flying around. They were scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like I like the tech. I like, you know, I like the ships when we see them. So l- let me see this. I liked it enough that I'm thinking maybe I should go back and watch this from the beginning. You, you should. I'm trying to catch up again. It, it, you know, there's so much that happens on this. I mean, you got, even if you watch the very last episode of, you know, season six, you have, if you go back, it'd be funny to watch each episode backwards. Like go from the last episode then to the one before it instead of going forward. See what I mean? I mean, you've got Yoda that actually faces the spirit of Darth Bane. Oh. You know, I mean, there's some cool shit that happens. It's some cool lore that's thrown on everyone, especially in the last like two seasons, um, five and six. There's some really really cool. I'm intrigued. Je- Jedi like stuff. Said- I enjoyed it enough where I'm thinking, you know, maybe I should watch them all. And then after that, jump into Rebels. Yeah, you got to watch Rebels. Man, I love that. I like Rebels more than Clone Wars. It's probably, uh, most Star Wars fans probably wouldn't say that, but I, I like I like Rebels better. It's just a little more story, uh, more humanistic, I should say, in a weird way. But See, I remember watching the first episode of Rebels. Oh, the Aladdin? First- I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember DVRing it on XD when Disney XD came out. I was like, all right, let's check this out. Yeah. I was like, all right, okay. It takes some time, but it's good. It gets so good so quick. Um, before we get going, you did mention the rise of Skywalker. We we talked about that. And oh, the, yeah. novelization, mm-hmm. the novelization's coming out. I did pre-order because I want to read it. Um, <laughs> of course you did. Of course. Well, it's cheaper if I pre-order it on Kindle, you know, by like five dollars, so I can get the whole thing for like seven ninety-nine. I'm good, Ooh. and it'll just show up. <laughs> um, but they've made claims that the story in there that that Palpatine is a clone. Lame. Well, maybe lame, and that was a whole dark horse comic. You know that that's been in canon, or not canon. That's been in lore and legends. Do you think they should have explained that in in the film? Would that make would that make his presence more palatable? Palpatine more palatable. Say that a couple times um, for you, anyways. Palpat- palpatable Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. You know, I the rumor is not rumor. They've come out and said that they were originally going to reference you know Palpatine in the Force Awakens. That may have helped things for me, but when it comes down to it, I I I just can't get over the fact that I think Palpatine should never have been brought back at all. So I so, so he's a clone. A- Stupid. <laughs> it's it's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb. I don't, you know, listen, if they would have brought it into the idea of, again, you may have heard, you may have remembered this from when we were reviewing Rise of Skywalker or somewhere in the many times we talked Star Wars. From episode one to episode nine, the idea of tricking death or everlasting life or keeping the ones I love from dying has been a theme, Uh a strong theme. Right. If they would have written from Force Awakens on a little bit that says, you know, 
here's how to trick death and it's through in in you you through clones or in in essence of clones and these kind of things then i think it would have been more palatable for people to understand how it can happen and how the sith have figured out how to trick death and this is the way they did it and they found a way and that's what anakin and them were searching for why he gave himself to the dark side to to do those things and that was a theme and then I think it would have been a little stronger for others. I don't really care because I, you know, read the books and those things are all there. Um, but the shorthand, the way they did it in Rise of Skywalker, you had a character that nobody knew except from the Lord of the Rings come in and say, dark uses, cloning. Like that was the only experience. Like that was the only way they could exp uh, explain it was probably, not probably, it was haphazard and fast and wrong. I agree. If they would explain, you know, from a from let's say that in Force Awakens that Kylo Ren finds a holocron that explains some of this stuff of how to trick death and all these things, and then you find out at the end it's actually Palpatine that that was, you know, that that several that, that's kind of playing Kylo Ren from the get-go so that he can actually inhabit Kylo Ren's body because he's a Skywalker. That would have been interesting and played right. him the whole time. That, that They could have done it and still basically done the same series they've done without changing much more than like a little nod at the beginning of a holocron of, you know, and anybody that listens or anybody that's a Star Wars fanatic um, understands what holocrons are and understands that you can have people from the past talk in holocrons. That right, would not, that would not have thrown anybody off and have the emperor in there. And right. then by the end, you can play that off. You could have played that to the end where you actually, oh, holy shit, there is, he's been here the whole time. Then people would have been like, oh, that's cool. I think maybe, but at least it wouldn't have been just like showed up at the end. So what you're saying is they should have, they should have actually thought this storyline through from day one. Oh, yeah, you've never. I've never been against that. Of course, there's problems, but you know, we got what we got. You know, I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna and I'm gonna like what I like of them, and I'm not gonna and I'm gonna uh, say what's bad and what what is bad. I've been pretty. I think I've been very honest in in my own thoughts of you know, none of them are perfect. There's a lot of flaws in all of them, but I think if yes, if they would have planted that seed from that and and carried it through, would have been fine. Would have been fine. No one would have argued it. Well, I would still, you know, play the big what if. I'd still want to see the finished product had they done that through line. Would it have been fine? Maybe. It was, certainly would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, you know, hey, Lucas even had a, a idea that, that, that Luke falls and becomes the evil that he fought. I mean, I would never want to see that. I don't care what anybody says. You know? I mean, he, he had thoughts of Luke becoming a Sith. Which know? would have been messed up being that he fought so hard against it and had an opportunity to become one and he said no and then the Emperor said right. blah, blah, blah. Been, right. That would have been I, just like no hope ever. I mean, that's, that's the whole, you know. Right. I would have been, that would have been about maybe more upsetting than what we did get with Luke. For sure, I would have been more upset. But I, I do want to read this novelization. I like sometimes they get into each character's heads and it brings me, you know, there's other stuff in the scripts that's thrown in there. You know, I will see. The DVD is coming out or the Blu-ray is coming out soon in a couple of weeks. I'll be getting that too, obviously. You won't, but... Uh, I'll never I, buy it, no. Never. I will... Uh, you know, watch the document. Excuse me, the documentaries and everything else that goes with it. So, but that's not just because I disliked the Rise of Skywalker so much. I swore off buying new versions of the movies ever since Lucas said, "Okay, these are the films, the special versions are it," and then putting them out on DVD. And then five years later, psych, here's the archival versions as well. No. Right. Well, this is not a new version. It's the version of Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I understand that, but I'm never, I've, after that, I'm like, I'm done. Lucasfilm, you're done. You put out something, I buy it, and you put it out again and again and again. I'm not buying your shit anymore. 
You're not going to buy the uh, the deluxe uh, box set of all the uh, the films? And never. Never? Ever? Never. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'll never own them. Right. I have the six, you know, Blu-rays. I receive them as a Christmas gift. Right. So I own them. But I will never purchase a Star Wars Blu-ray again. All right. Well. Maybe Rogue One. Maybe Rogue One. (laughs) No, I don't need to. No, I take that back. I don't need to. Because I have access to it through Disney Plus and of... If they said you can, if they told me you can, you can only buy, you can only buy this version of it was a special edition that had some other stuff in it. I I would probably buy it. (laughs) (laughs) And then it it would somehow get online. I'm sure. Then we find out Ray's father was also a clone of Palpatine, but a not good enough clone. Whatever. Yeah, I have to read that part. I'm not. I don't quite understand that, but it would make sense in terms of like Palpatine didn't actually meet somebody. He made a clone, and his clone went out and had a kid. I could buy that because nobody would really want to be Palpatine. I don't think. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm, I'm just happy to hear that Palpatine wasn't out there bumping uglies because that's, that's gross. That's what I'm saying. Like at least, it, at least it's that. Right. No, I'm agreeing with you 100% because, ugh. (laughs) So, all right. I think that's going to do it for this week. What do you think? Am I missing anything? Do we need another segue? (laughs) No. We don't. But do we, am I missing anything? No, I think we've covered it all. We've, We've covered a lot today. We have. And that being said, if this was your first time listening, thank you for listening to the KyberCast. We hope you enjoyed it. If it's returning listeners, that we, we thank you immensely for listening to us and putting up with our nonsense and some erratic times lately. So we apologize for that. We're still we're still basically just two guys trying to get this done. We're not a big production house, as you can tell from our podcast. We do you, not, as you, you can know, tell from our production, we're not a production house. Yeah. <laughs> we, exactly. we, okay. we, there, there's no way we're going to fight the you know, the new network. So like podcasting has become basically new radio and you've got big time money in it now and, you know, big time production studios that are producing shows so they can sell ads and we're not selling ads. We're not doing any of that, but if you really want to help this show out, just tell a friend about it, you know, uh, write a review. Good. We, we prefer good ones, but write real ones. Um, you know, and check them out on and plug that on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Pocket Casts, or anywhere you find podcasts. Um, on social, Michael handles a lot of our social. So, Michael, I'll let you tell everybody where they can find us and interact with us if they would like. Best places to interact are Twitter, Twitter at KyberCast. You can also find us on Instagram at KyberCast. Or you can find us on Facebook. Uh, look for the KyberCast. Uh, we update. All of our new episodes will be posted across all three. And whenever we see links that are important or we thought are things we're probably going to cover on the show or things that just grab our interest geek-wise, they're going to be linked. Twitter, Facebook. Come by, say hi, leave a comment, leave a review. Sounds right to me. Thank you again, everybody, and that'll do it. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Shh.